One thing can get by you and it's okay. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony, uh, we got to deal with this global warming. We got to deal with this global warming. Uh, we do? Us? Everybody. It turns out. The climate it's all, change? It, it's, it's on us? It turns out it's a problem for, uh, you know what? Everybody. Wait. It turns out Jeff, the climate is all over the planet. Jeff. Yeah. I own a metal straw. You're doing your part. I'm not going to take Jeff, that away I, from you. I you own are a metal doing straw, Jeffrey. Your part. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Jeffrey, uh, I own <laughs> I own a collapsible shopping bag mm-hmm. that half the time I remember to bring with me. You Jeffrey. Are, you are a hero because I not am, all of them thank wear you. capes. But it turns out that a lot of the problem, I'm, we've talked about this before, a lot of the problem uh, isn't, uh, isn't coming from the humans. Mm, now, disagree. Granted, granted a lot is coming from the humans. And I'm going to say 90% of the problem is coming from the humans. Well, when you get to the, when you get to the root of the problem, it's the humans. But uh, a lot of the actual problem with the, uh, the greenhouse gas layer mm-hmm. is coming from cows. I'm going to put this blame squarely on cows right now. Oh, now, now, yeah, absolutely. G- granted. Fucking humans, idiots. All humans, of them. humans bred the cows, you know? Uh, oh, I'm, and I'm would there honest. be this, would there be this many cows? No, if Probably they weren't not. so delicious, no. Yeah. Would they, would we be overfeeding and under exercising them and causing them to be more flatulent and unhealthy? Probably not. I mean, you know, hard to but say. If, like it's, it's their for, fault for being so delicious. But can we I, can, yeah. Can and also stupid. Can I, can I tell you yeah, something? So dumb. Listen, you know me. I read all the studies about animals. I love yes. I love a good study about animal brains. Yeah, you love being around smart animals. I love a smart animal, and most animals are smarter than we think. I've read a lot of studies that say that cows are more intelligent than any animal we've domesticated. And let me tell you something. If somebody has been face-to-face with a cow, they bullshit. Don't. It's bullshit. Well. Not only that, but they're mean, and I cannot prove it, but I think they're thieves. To you specifically, what have they stolen? Your heart? No, definitely not my heart. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not picking up on the tone that I'm laying down. <laughs> Do I'm not like a cow. But I, it, it sounds. I, I would perhaps mistaking your tone for jilted. I think they. I, can I tell you what I think? I think they tip themselves and then play victim. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think they're vilifying. That, I think they're vilifying the the youths. The youths, really. Uh, yeah. If anything, if there's anything we know about the youths, it's that they are always innocent. Let me tell you something. As somebody who was a bored, a bored teenager in a in a mid-sized town himself growing up, I was a fucking angel. Did you have? I've I was never, a ding ca- dang I've never angel. tipped a cow. Have you tipped a cow? So cow tipping is mostly something that was. Uh, now I do have a lot of family in Ohio, so I do know the stories of cow tipping. I do. I can talk a lot. Uh, cow tipping is something that the media mostly picked up on and turned into a thing. It's like not it really has, a thing. it has happened, <clears throat> and certainly it has happened before. But have you ever? Cows is heavy, my guy. I've it ain't never, easy to tip a cow. I've never tipped a cow, but mostly because their service has never gone above and beyond. You know. Wow, you led me there, and I did not see it coming, and I <laughs> let you lead me there, and that's on me. That's my fault. Uh, uh, so cows no, is going to fart the whole though, point Jeff. Is that, what? 
But cows is going to fart, though, Jeff. He's going to fart. Weren't we talking about about somebody who had invented something to catch their farts and turn it into valuable fuel? Haven't we already done enough? Wasn't that an episode of We Have Concerns already? Perhaps. I thought, but we this fixed, is... I thought we fixed this with the Fart Catcher 3000. No, the Fart Catcher 3000 is only doing part of the work, Anthony. And I'm so glad you framed this as an intelligence issue because that is at the heart of this story, which is about not Cows just trying to because they're dumb. Well, I think here's the thing. You, you, you again, you're a pro and you've, yeah. hit, you've nailed the very heart of this issue, the very, the very central theme of this of this problem, which is people think the whole problem is the farts, right? And hey, farts is not not an issue. It is an issue. And farts the Fart Catcher 3000 hopefully will be working soon. As, as the, uh, you know, as the t-shirt that I got for you on your birthday from Spencer's Gifts says, hey, farts ain't nothing. <laughs> and I wear it with pride every Thanksgiving. Um no, the, the farts is only a small par- part of the problem of the cows. The cows also create ammonia from their urine and pupe. And so, then they mix it with bleach and cause all of the farmers to pass out. And then they <laughs> steal from them. And I'm right. Yeah. They pretend to be tipped over, but it's just mm-hmm. because they've caused... A, a, an Ocean's Eleven style heist yeah, from the farmers. Yeah, the bank robber sneaks out with the hostages. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen this. You've all you've all seen the uh, George Clooney and Brad Pitt cow heist movie. We've all seen the Bill Murray Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> Julie Brown uh, movie Quick Change. We've all seen it. It's yeah. a movie that's in all of our minds all the time. All the time, not just me. Um, no, so they, so there's ammonia in their, in, in their other bodily excretions. Yes, in their urine and poop. And ammonia isn't a greenhouse gas, but it is converted into nitrous oxide by microbes in the soil that they pee and poop on. So the urine by club kids to get high. Yes. You know, the club kids love to wipe their noses with pea soaked soil. They love to do the whippets from pea-soaked soil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because this is a problem, because this is an issue, this causing the greenhouse gases, the the numerous cows all around the world. uh, What is there? It's like 6 billion cows in the world or something insane. That can't. No, that's too many. Where where did I? I just pulled that out of my butt. Actually, it makes sense. It makes sense because there would have to be more than people because we're basically just grinding them down and eating 30 bazillion of them a day. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I, I did exaggerate. One billion cows on earth. More than okay. one billion cows on earth. Okay. That's a lot of cows. That's, that's one That's one to every what? Uh, one for every seven people on the planet? Something that's like that? That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, and they're all, they're all peeing on the ground. Uh, the soil, the interaction with the microbes in the soil turns it into nitrous oxide, and this is causing a problem. Greenhouse gases are created. Mm-hmm. So, and cows are something like Cows are something like 10% of all greenhouse gas. Yes, this is absolutely true. It's a major yeah. problem. It's a major issue. I, I personally have not eaten beef in 15 years. Uh, and that is a big part of why it's, it's. Which is, which is wild because this dude used to be the king of the little sliders. I know I was. It's true. You were the king of the little, you were a burger loving dude. Well, you know why I honestly, why I stopped eating beef originally was to prove to myself I could do it. Because I thought it was the most difficult thing I could imagine. 
I loved it wow. so much. I was like, what's the hardest thing that I could do? To have your life. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> this guy, this so guy true. is moving into houses with secret movie theaters. Yeah. A, He's like, ooh, maybe, uh, can you imagine not eating a delicious Kobe beef burger? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But no, I understand. Like, as somebody who used to be vegetarian, I would come up against this all the time where people are like, oh, no meat or even no red meat. They'd be like, what do you even eat? I yeah. couldn't do it. How do you live? And it's like, my dude, it's easy. There are a lot of things you don't eat every day. Right. Yeah. It turns out it, it, I have actually now the idea of beef is repulsive to me. I, I find it very difficult to even contemplate eating beef. But anyway, I, this isn't about me. This is about no, the fact. But I was going to say, meanwhile, I've flipped the other way and I will occasionally eat red meat now, but it's very occasionally. Yeah. It doesn't stop the fact that the cows are pretty bad for the planet in the numbers no. that we have to have them on this planet to feed all the people that want to eat them. Listen, it's, agribusiness it's is rough. It's gross. And we, we yeah. all know that. And that's why things like meatless Mondays and things like that uh, have become such a big deal uh, and, and such a big movement. But yeah, obviously cows are responsible for 10% of global greenhouse gas. And that's because we're responsible for the cows. So enter researchers in Germany who have decided to address this issue head on and are going to figure out a way to reduce the amount of greenhouse gases that are created from this, this chemical reaction that's happening because uh, cows are peeing everywhere. And what they've decided to try to do, yeah, this is the Farm Animal Biology Lab Research Institute in Germany. They decided to attempt... To potty train cows. Okay. Like you would a dog. Like you would a dog. Like to make them pee in a very specific area in a latrine. Yeah. Or what they call a mooloo. A little porta potty for cows. Little mooloo. So when they little... go to Couchella. <laughs> yeah. That one was Couchella. for you. That was a nice that one. one was for like you. Who plays a Couchella? <laughs> Who plays a Couchella? Uh, not Morrissey, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Morrissey? Not Morrissey, because meat is murder. And yeah, that's true. <laughs> he'll only play. Ve he only plays vegan festivals, uh, <laughs> and also festivals uh, that uh, uh, don't allow immigrants. Hey, oh. don't listen to Morrissey anymore. <sighs> Such a bummer. Yeah, I liked Morrissey so much. I'm put. I just anyway. put him on the. I put him on the pile with fucking Ender's Game and Woody Allen movies and shit. It's just like okay, I guess. It's a big Harry pile. Potter. That pile is Harry real Potter. Big. Yeah, it's just like huge. Oh, everything. All the things I cared about. <laughs> Bill Cosby comedy albums. Can't mm. all the all the joy in life is gone. Anyway, so anyway. they're trying to train these cows to use designated areas. Uh I would you know, I'm picturing a porta potty, but I would imagine it's much more like a an area with like a drain sort of hole in the ground. That's right. It has uh, artificial turf mm -hmm. and a drain in the ground. It it is to uh remove this chemical reaction. So if they don't pee on soil, no microbes in the soil are going to convert the ammonia into nitrous oxide. This is like the uh, little patches of grass that people like uh, that, that apartment complexes put in for people with little dogs. Right. Yeah. Almost yeah. exactly the same. Uh, just a little bit bigger, right? Because bigger mm -hmm. animals. Uh, now you have already stated on this here episode, your opinion of the intelligence of a cow. And this is an opinion that is shared by a lot of people. People think cows is too dumb to learn where to pee. Nah, cows are smart. Bits aside, cows are smart. This is 
this is the prevailing wisdom was the reason nobody attempted to do this before is because people just thought bovine intelligence could not handle being told where to poop or pee. Farmers historically would have loved that. Keep the keep the feces and urine in one spot. Yeah, but that's no more one, usable. That's more usable land. That's less destroyed soil. That's right. I mean, it's so much. It's, it's a great uh, use of resources. This animal psychologist uh, by the name of Jan Lengbeen said, uh, it's usually assumed that cattle are not capable of controlling defecation or you urination. You Jan Lengbeen salad at Ikea? It's delicious. The it's Ikea delicious. food court is better than you would think. <laughs> it is. You get the meatballs and a Jan Lengbeen. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, but uh, he says in their press release, they say, turns out cattle, like many other animals or farm animals, are quite clever and can learn a lot. Let's teach them how to use a toilet. So yeah, here's I mean, what they did. Okay. I want to say before before you go into the process of it, yeah. I want to say that if, if people have been listening to this show for a while, we've had not just, not just uh, multiple episodes on animal intelligence, but episodes about alien intelligence too. And the idea of we look for intelligence in a way that matches human intelligence. That's how we measure right. intelligence in animals. And something that, uh, something that animal behaviorists have said to us, something that people who are looking for ex extraterrestrial life have said to us many, many times over is just because a living thing doesn't act like you or doesn't understand your social cues or doesn't respond to your social cues doesn't mean it isn't intelligence. It isn't right. intelligent. Uh, you just have cow, to talk louder at it. Yell yeah, at if it. You if you talk louder and slower and move your hands real big, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> sometimes they'll understand you more. But no, it's a thing like, we think dogs are more intelligent than a cow or a sheep because a dog has been domesticated and trained to respond to our vocal cues, to look for <laughs> our emotional cues. We've done that to dogs. Certain animals will not allow themselves to be domesticated. A cow yeah. looks big and dumb and slow because a cow is a very large animal that is trying to conserve its energy. A cow doesn't want to move around. Right. A cow doesn't want to. A cow doesn't want to listen. A cow doesn't want to hear about your fucking day. A dog. A dog <sighs> will be wrapped. A cow is like, man, I don't care. That doesn't mean the cow isn't smart. I would say that means the cow is smart because it doesn't. It doesn't suffer small talk. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Even though it is very, very soothing, very soothing when you're milking a cow to just unload your troubles, you know, mm -hmm. saddle up to a milking cow and just yeah. tell it your day. Well, I nothing mean, once you're there, a there's a milking cow hates more than that. Though. But I mean, there's a level of intimacy that makes you feel like you can talk to the milking cow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, once you're, once you're, once you're milking the cow, it's like, what's off the table? Yeah. I, I got, what can't I got one we hand on your, I got one hand on your teats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the other t-shirt I got you <laughs> from Spencer's Gifts. Spencer's. It always has the right things to say. <laughs> uh, so how did they, knowing that these, knowing that these cows are smart, going against bucking the, uh, bucking the trends and, and common, the common theory of, of the average person, how did they prove that these cows are smart and train them to do this? Well... They started small. They had a uh, sample size of 16 cows. They built this mooloo, uh, which we, is basically what we described. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they uh, they brought them onto the Mulu, waited for them to urinate and, or defecate, and were given uh, oh, it's mostly urination that they wanted because the defecation yeah. still was a problem on this sure. contraption. But when they urinated, they were given food or sugar water, which were endorsements of their decision. So it's basically an idea that it's basically how you train a dog. You yeah, know, it's, it's like, good boy, you peed in the right spot. And then the next step was, you know, you did the carrot. Now you got to do the stick. So you do, right. you do the positive reinforcement of the nice foodie treat or the sugary treat when they pee in the right place. But then when they go and pee in the wrong place, you got to do the negative reinforcement. So that was not done. It, it was supposed to be an unpleasant stimulus, but it okay. was not done in any kind of physical way. They didn't beat or whip the cows. They, what they did was they just played a terrible noise. They talked about their day. <laughs> they said, all right, you peed in the wrong place. That reminds me of a story. Yeah. Let me tell you what I did today. <laughs> I know what you on. did today. You peed in the wrong place. But let me tell you about trying to find the right drawer pulls <laughs> for my dresser. <laughs> oh, what a day I had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, it turns out the harsh sound... Not effective. Cows didn't care. Cows mm-hmm. didn't care. Dude, cows put up with too much shit already. Listen, yeah. the way we raise cows and the way we treat cows, do you really think the loud noise is going to phase them? Come on. Come on. Yeah. The, the cows hang out near freeways. I've seen it from the freeway. You know? One I've of the reasons. Yeah. One of the reasons cows, people think cows are dumb is because they aren't phased by our weird stimulus. You know what I mean? It's so true. That's why people think cows are dumb. It's like, you dumb cow, I'm yelling. Why aren't you looking at me? It's like, why would I look at you? You're yelling at me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I choose not to engage. I'm a fucking cow. Who's the ididiot now, loud guy? Uh, I bet you you reply to every tweet somebody sends you too, don't you, says the cow. (laughs) You don't need to engage. No. So they had to up the ante from the loud noise. Oh, no, they didn't. They could have just done all positive. Well, they needed some negative. So they swapped out the loud noise for something that the cows absolutely could not stand. Being sprayed with water. That is annoying. It's like a cat, you know, the the cat, you get the spray bottle and you're like, bad kitty, squirt, squirt at the cat. No, you, you definitely don't. um, It's one of the least pleasant. It's one of the least pleasant things. Yeah. Cows hate it. It's one of the least pleasant things. We've talked before about my love of 4DX movies. Yeah. Where you, oh, go, yeah. To, you go to theater, screen moves, D-box. lasers, yeah. D-Box. I love the D-Box. I love when everything's uh, happening all around. Punt, like my screen, my, my chair is shaking. It's like all that God stuff. Gotta help you there's, if there's rain in the scene though. There's what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's one thing that the D-Box movie does that I hate. And everybody in the theater hates it. And it's, there are only two switches on the D-Box seat. <laughs> One is to turn off the motion entirely if you get motion sickness. Yeah. And the other is to turn off the water because so many people <laughs> hate the water. Yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm watching Fast 9. My car is moving like a race car. I'm having a great time. All of a sudden, character backstory, very sad. It rains. A little bit of water hits me. And I, I literally do the cat face thing that all cats <laughs> do. And I, and I look at everybody else in the audience and we're all doing it. And yeah. I'm just like, fuck this. 
But <laughs> water, spraying anything with water is the perfect negative reinforcement. Well, you wanted the fourth not dimension. Hurt. You wanted the fourth dimension. What did you expect? The fourth dimension. And my friend who used to work at uh, Universal Studios was like, he was like, Ugh, do you know what the fourth dimension in Shrek 4D is? I was like, what's the fourth dimension? He's like, it's just water. It's so much water. It's so annoying. Yeah. He's like, I get every time they make me work a shift there, I get cold because the air is so damp. I get it. I get a cold. My sinuses go insane. Nobody likes being sprayed in the face with water. Yeah. Turns out cows right there with you. They, this worked. This was the bad cow stimulus was getting sprayed with water. Every time they peed where they weren't supposed to, they got sprayed with water. And eventually... It, it pretty well worked. The team found that the cow's ability to hold it, you know, holding it, you got to hold it sometimes. When you hold it yeah. until you get to the toilet, surpassed that of young children, human children. I bet. They could do it better than uh, a young kid can do it. You know, they, 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 you can imagine a bunch of cows doing the pee-pee dance on there on the field. You know, like, I mean, that's the matter, thing. cow? It's a matter, cow? You got to go to the, you got to go to the We've- mulu. We've literally give them. We've literally given them no reason to not. Yeah. We expect them to just pee wherever they want. They expect to pee wherever they want because they're animal. They're they're used to just being animals out in nature. That doesn't mean they're not smart enough to figure shit out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this was not a this was not foolproof. Uh, it mm-hmm. turns out only ten of the sixteen calves that they used learned to pee in the proper place quickly and could routinely reproduce the action. So, Dude, but even ten out of the sixteen, what does that equal in a in you know in a difference in in yeah. waste and ammonia and stuff? That must be a lot. Probably. I mean, if you scale that up, now the problem that they're running into uh, that that they attempt they are planning to tackle with their next phase of this experimentation is the scale problem, right? Because mm. if you have you know four hundred five hundred head of cattle, and you need to do this training exercise this period right. where you have to spray them when they're run. i mean you that that just doesn't scale you don't have the manpower to watch for urination train them so there these researchers are attempting to kind of figure out that piece next of how they can sort of streamline this <laughs> not to use a pun but streamline this process into uh something that large agricultural farming can put into place. Yeah. I mean, I agricultural get farming is redundant. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Agricultural farming. Well, no, cause I've been, listen, I've been farming, I've been farming a lot of uh, upgrade materials in Genshin impact. So it's important oh, yeah, for yeah. us to, you know stipulate. what I mean? Yeah. We got to stipulate yeah. what kind of farming we're not talking is. about. We're not talking about level ascension materials. Uh, we're talking about, or gold farming. Yeah. You know, we're no, talking thank about, you. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you for salvaging um, my dumb phrase. Uh, but I, you were, I think you were going for agri- agricultural business, as I yeah. think what you were doing. Agribusiness, yes. Agribusiness. But I think, uh, yeah, this seems like, you know, having trained animals before, this seems like something that would be time consuming. It seems like something that would be resource intensive. It seems like something, like you're saying, for 16 cows, it sounds like you could maybe have like one or two people hanging out, like giving the rewards, right. watching over the cows per shift. But once you get up to like four, four hundo, Five hundo. Yeah, then it's we're talking kind of uh, unmanageable, or at least at the, at this with this methodology. So they're trying to figure yeah. out how, how they can you know automate it in a certain right. sense. And I well, think that I would mean, be kind of interesting. This was about does it work? Yeah. You know, can't is it possible? 
now that it's possible, like they can figure, they can automate the process. But I will say this, Jeff. I will say this. This is a good thing. I love this. Like we said, 10% of all greenhouse gases is a huge amount. Right. But what if we stopped allowing oil companies to set ships on fire in the ocean and set the literal ocean on fire for a week at a time. Would that save more greenhouse gases <laughs> than teaching 400 cows to pee in a specific place? This is just me off the dome. You know, this is what I'm talking about. Here's the problem with that. Here's the problem yeah. with that, unfortunately. It turns out it is easier to teach a big, dumb animal where to pee than it is to teach oil executives to do something even remotely morally significant or, or to teach our, uh, our government representatives to stop taking money from the oil executives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then just doing whatever they want. See, on one hand, you've got big, dumb, gluttonous animals just and <laughs> shitting and farting everywhere. Do and it, on the buddy. other hand, Do you've it. got cows. <laughs> yeah, he'll be here all week. It's a two-drink minimum, baby. Tip your servers. Um, but this is, I mean, this is the thing. And I'm not saying this to be dismissive or I'm not saying this to say, what does it matter what we do when we can point to the big thing? Because everything helps. And, no, I, and I think that's what it is. Agribusiness it's- is not a small thing. Well, and business not, is not the same as telling us to carry our own bag to the grocery store. We have to be realistic about what farming and food has turned into. Yeah. And I, and I, you make a good point. And we do want to prioritize the things that make the biggest impact. But also, it's not a zero sum game, right? No. This isn't, this isn't these researchers working on this because nobody is working on the other stuff. It's, well, it can all happen it, in parallel. And it can, hope, yeah. And even though this is, you know, dealing mostly with urination, it doesn't cover defecation. It doesn't cover burps and farts, which also create methane, which also are a very potent greenhouse gas. It, all of these little things, you got the fart capture 3000. There's, there's a uh, talk of other scientists working on feeding cows seaweed, which makes them burp and fart less. It's all of these different m- methods are being tested and tried. And yeah. It can all be happening in tandem and it could all make a little bit of an impact and all push us toward, you know, surviving on the planet a little longer. Yeah. I, I, and I, it's, I, I do think, I do think that's important. I do think it's important that we, that all of this stuff keeps being worked on. I just, the other thing about it is this is the industry that will allow us to work on it. Right. Yeah. And, and because, Unlike the oil industry or the, you know, the fossil fuel industry, which we have allowed to have a certain amount of control over our governments, we have flipped the agriculture industry to where our government has a lot of control over farmers. Right. Um, even, even big agribusiness stuff. I mean, people, you know, your big companies like Tyson and things like that are still affecting legislation, but you know, when it comes to small and mid-sized farms, the government really can and does sort of come in and just like make a lot of rules that they have to follow. And at least, at least one of those rules could be something good as opposed to like, 
we won't pay you unless all you grow is soy and corn and then we're going to devalue soy and corn and then we're going to pay you less. Like, you know, at least this is kind of like, hey, maybe there's a way we can give you an incentive to do this with with smaller farms. I don't know. Um, It's a little dystopian. There are obviously more things that need to happen up at the top, uh, but I do love that this is happening. And of course, we all have our metal straws, so it's going to be fine. Yeah. Get the metal straw and then uh, yada, yada, yada. We're okay. Mm -hmm. We're okay. And I I like kind of what this says too, on a different level about animal intelligence, which as you've mentioned is a recurring theme on this podcast. It's, we keep learning that all the stuff that people assumed animals can't do, well, they can. And, and imagine I think that, that teaches us something about the planet as well. Imagine, imagine learning that, that in a hundred million different ways, the cow is just as smart and has just as much emotional intelligence as your dog. And then just yeah. continuing to eat the same amount of fucking <laughs> and continuing to be cool with like giant agri like giant agribusiness farms uh, yeah. where the cows are raised in stalls where they can barely move and shit like that. Like it's funny that our takeaway is like, oh cool, we can train the cows and cut down on the waste from the cows. And it's not like, oh no, cow is dog. <laughs> it's it is so true. It's like, wow, these things are smart enough that we can teach them to to make it so much easier for us to slaughter them by the millions. <laughs> This, this one loves it when I this one loves it when I put on classical music and it's trying to paint. It's going to be delicious. Uh, That's really going to make it easier for us to slaughter it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh god. I don't know. Uh listen. Everybody do as much as you feel like you can. And hey, take what Jeff did, think about your comfortability needle and see if you can move it a little bit. Yeah, get you yourself know, a metal straw. Challenge your preconceived notions. Get the metal straw. We're all going to save the planet. Um, you know, they say to think globally, you must act locally, Jeff. Oh, yes, I've heard that. And I think the most charitable thing you can do on a local level for the good mm. of society yeah. is head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. Oh, I'm agreeing with you there. It's, it's a small step for man, but a giant leap for Anthony and Jeff. You know what I'm That's saying? That's right. That's two men. <laughs> Think about that. You get your paycheck and that's just for you. That's for one person. Yeah. You give us a little money from that paycheck. That's two people. Wow. It's exponential. It's exponential. Think about that. Yeah. Think you about want your, that. Your, your paycheck to grow exponentially? Give some of it to us. Now, I have to legally stipulate that we should not, cannot, and do not actually say that. <laughs> no, we haven't said that. We haven't said that. We said it, but we we're not saying we it. disavow what we can it. Say, what we can say is that for a dollar a month or more, you can join our Discord, which is a great community server where everybody is talking about games, movies, tech, science, uh, episodes of the show, books, all kinds of wonderful things. Uh, there's a channel for just about everything you would want to think about. And you can do it uh, with like-minded people who enjoy this podcast. Uh, as you give a little bit more every month, you get a little bit more, including bonus audio. Uh, perhaps perhaps a couple weeks ago, you heard my clever viral marketing tactic, <laughs> wherein instead of getting a new episode of the show, you got a little peek behind the curtain and you heard the bonus show that we put out every week. Ah, it was brilliant and not at all a mistake. 
baby. I'm sort of a businessman. It's like uh, it, three-dimensional <laughs> chess. If you did hear that, I, I did. I, we did get a lot of tweets from people that were like, I actually, I heard the mistake before you changed it. And now I'm a patron. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people it's are saying stuff. it's worth it. It's fun quality content that you're missing out on. You, I'm sure if you listen to the show and you're not a patron, you, uh, you hear us say a, a couple of things and then Anthony starts the show and you go, huh, I wonder what that was all about. Well, now you can know it. You know what it was all about? It was all about 30 minutes. <laughs> That's right. That's an extra <laughs> podcast every week and more at patreon.com slash we have concerns. Jeff, talking about, it's funny that you bring this up because uh, I too would like to talk about tiny things people are trying as opposed to uh, reigning in billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think reigning in billionaires should always be our last resort. Listen, Always. Listen, I just, I want to know that Jeff Bezos is having fun. Yeah. You know, he I want to know it. he earned it. Yeah. I want to know that, that, you know, like Elon Musk is just having a good time. Rick and Morty, baby. Yeah. They, you know, they worked harder than everyone else and are reaping the benefits everyone. of having worked harder than everyone else. And listen, if you were to take away some of that money, they would still have more money than most small countries. And that's mm. not fair. That's because not fair. They got used to living a lifestyle that a medium sized country yeah. lives. Okay. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let's leave start them alone. With the, Let's start alone. with these small things that we can all do little sacrifices for ourselves so that these Let's, billionaires don't have to sacrifice anything. Could we stop talking about the iceberg and please finish arranging these deck chairs for the love of God? <laughs> they are not aesthetically pleasing. They're not going to arrange uh, themselves. <laughs> uh, so here's something that everybody knows. Uh, every, every child sort of learns this and it's one of the first actual kind of, kind of scientific method experimentation things that we all learn practically in our lives. Wear black shirt on hot day. Oh, mistake. Mistake. Wear white shirt on hot day a little better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. That's something that we all learn as kids. Black shirt absorbs the sunshine, heats me up. Mm -hmm. I look cool, but I'm hot. I'm sweating. Yeah, I look cool. I look thin. I look, I, I look like uh, maybe, uh, maybe I don't care. And I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of yeah. a bad boy. A little disaffected. I get it. But I'm also, I'm also very sweaty and it's hard to be sweaty <laughs> and disaffected is something that I learned. It's so true. It's you, you know why? Because you're affected it, by the sweat. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be like, you can try to look as cool, as cool and goth as you want. But when you're going like, <laughs> 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 And like wiping the sweat off your face. Uh, story of my it's life hard right to, You know, you can lean against that wall as hard as you want. But like, yeah. and also if it's a brick wall, maybe don't lean against it as hard as you want because it's a little warm too. But no, we learned <laughs> playing in the grass on a hot day feels cooler than playing like, you know, soccer or hockey in the street on a hot day or yeah, skating the in the street. Yeah. The blacktop. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, so this is something everybody knows we know that white the the white spectrum reflects the most amount of light about 90% of visible light and we know mm -hmm. that black absorbs about 90% of visible light are you going to tell us that we need to give earth a white t-shirt yes <laughs> we gave Sweet. earth a white t-shirt it was called 
the polar ice caps and we fucked it. Oh, Earth's white t-shirt is shrinking in the hot cycle. (laughs) Oh, dude. Well done. Thank you. Listen, I've been doing this for a long time. And also, I remembered to take my pills and eat before the show today. (laughs) Wow. So I'm on fire, just like the (laughs) Earth. Um, So thinking about this, is there something we can do? And we've talked about before how a lot of city planners and things like that are like, well, can we install uh can we install green roofs onto buildings? Can oh, we yeah, paint yeah. can we paint more buildings white? Can we instead of using blacktop, you know, which is a little cheaper and a little more durable, can we go back to uh more old school types of asphalt? Yeah. You know, which do reflect more light. What can we do? Well, Something came out of uh, Purdue University Hmm. this week, and it's going to be a little special to people who have been listening for a while. Oh. This is right up our alley. Jeff, researchers at Purdue University have created the whitest paint in the world. Oh, take that, Vanta Black. We've had the white, we've had the blackest black. We've had the pinkest pink. We did do the pinkest pink story. Yeah. I have two tubes of the blackest black. I have black 3.0, two tubes of that paint. You'll never find them. I can't. They're lost. (laughs) They're lost. Yeah. Set them down Uh, on something dark. Gone. Just gone. I had to keep them under a floodlight just to make sure I could see them. (laughs) And the light bulb burnt out and they're gone. Uh, But this is the whitest paint in the world. Why did they create it? Well, they want to curb global warming. Oh, interesting. So the whiter the paint, the more uh, of the, uh, of the, the sunlight is reflected back. Is that the idea? Well, that was initially what I thought too, right? So, cause we're talking about, um, reflecting this paint reflects 98.1% of solar radiation while also hmm. emitting infrared heat. Okay. So okay. it absorbs less heat from the sun than it emits. Um, so wow. a surface coated with this paint is cooled below the actual surrounding temperature. What? That's amazing. This paint, a surface with this paint will be cooler than the ambient temperature around it. That's wild. That's so kind it, of amazing, right? Yeah. And that, so what does regular, how, how different is this than regular white paint? Like the paint that we would yeah. see, you know, just in the, in the grocery store, department store, whatever. Sure. In the, yeah, in the, in the grocery store <laughs> where, I buy, where I buy my sipping paint. <laughs> What's wrong with me? You know what I didn't do? All the stuff that you did to make you. I just, on fire. I just like a little sip and paint. What I do is I don't get the gallons. I get the no. little testers. Yeah. You don't want to go to Costco. The, you just you go to the te- grocery I just, store. <laughs> I just have a little taste because then you get like a little sampler pack. You do a little flight. Yeah. Um, the average white paint actually rejects and reflects 80 to 90% of sunlight. So they actually do still absorb heat. They're still going to get warmer right. as the day goes on. Um, by reflecting 98.1% of it, it's basically, it can't absorb enough warmth to get as warm as the ambient temperature around it. Wild. That's amazing. So how does this get rid of global warming? Well, 
the properties of the paint itself don't. They absolutely do not. Okay. Just reflecting heat doesn't do it. But there's a reason why cities want to go to green roofs and they want to go to lighter surfaces. And that's because the absorption of heat causes more people to use more electricity and go through more <gasps> resources. Oh, interesting. So if the house stays cooler because it's painted the super white, you don't use your air conditioning or your uh, the energy it takes to cool your house. Absolutely. It takes less energy to cool your house. That is you wild. Need it less. Think about this in a city. Okay, like if you're in a if you're in a big city, if you're in like, you know, uh, parts of, you know, in LA or like when I used to live in New York, especially so many big buildings, so many people, so much blacktop, so many con so many concrete surfaces. Yeah. The air at street level is so many degrees warmer. Right. And that causes a lot of stuff like we're talking about where it's like people try to stay inside more. People are trying to get cool more. People are inside all day. They're running their ACs. They're watching movies at home. They're on their computer. They're not going outside. Right. This is, or on a hot day, people don't want to walk around. They want to use their car. They want to take a cab. They want to, you know what I mean? Right, right. So you're so, using more energy because it's hotter. So the idea isn't, you know, bounce the sun's rays back to it and prevent warming of the earth. It's literally just keep people cooler. This is, this is act locally. Think globally, act locally. Cause it's just keep people cooler around so that they stop using up all the energy it takes to cool themselves down. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It's really, it is really fascinating. So I looked into like the average use of energy and white paint versus dark paint, because this is something that like paint companies will already tell you. This is something that architects will already tell you. Um, people are always like, yeah, you definitely want to have your house painted a lighter color as opposed to a darker color. If you live in a warmer climate, if you live somewhere right. that's cold most of the time, paint your house a darker color. So right. I was like, well, how much of that is anecdotal and how much of that is? So I looked this up. So like on a 90 degree Fahrenheit day, uh, which is 32 degrees Celsius. Okay. And like, this is in which Austin, is, Texas. It's called winter in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 90 degrees was like, I mean, it's pumpkin spice latte weather. It's 90 degrees today, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in Austin, Texas, a white roof on that day had a temperature of 110 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 43 <laughs> degrees Celsius. Okay. Um, an aluminum coated roof had 140 degrees Celsius, which is or 140 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 60 Celsius. Yeah. That's a difference of 30 degrees Fahrenheit. A black single ply roof had a temperature of 190 degrees Fahrenheit. Man. That's 87 degrees Celsius. We're all, we're, we're getting, we're boiling water. Yeah, that's an oven. We're boiling water. And so, just the color you paint your roof. That's wild. And this is not with this paint. This is with regular paint is going to make a huge difference. It's amazing because I don't, I don't, I don't see white roofs. Do you? No. And that's what, because when we think about a house and we think about the, that, like the platonic ideal of an adorable house or a yeah. nice looking home, you know, it's maybe, maybe like a white or like a, 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 a lighter neutral color with the white trim. But then what do you right. picture? You usually picture 
dark shingles or red shingles. Right, right. Or something like that. Because uh, because it contrasts the house and makes it look nice. Hmm. But like, yeah, it's nah, always man. dark shingles, man. I, that's interesting. I, I, there's got to be a reason other than aesthetics. I don't think there is. Really, man. I genuinely feel- don't think there is. Because when I when I used to go when uh my my ex lived uh, my ex's mother moved to uh, Arizona, yeah. and you've got you've got some family in Arizona too. Um, I do. When you go to Arizona, you will notice if you look at the architecture. Everything is lighter. Yes. In the suburbs. Yes. Everything is lighter because they know that and they think about it. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't remember seeing white roofs. No, but you'll see like that lighter sandstone gray sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, which definitely helps. But like imagine, you know, especially in LA where we have so many of the, uh, what's called the Spanish style housing yeah. uh, where, or the bungalow style housing where it has a flat roof. Right. Paint that, paint that sucker white. But when paint you go white. up on those roofs, so often they've got like the like the the sort of roof tar and like the the gravel the gravel and it's yeah. dark yeah put the white but if you go up like a lot of hotels already know this if you go up to the rooftop of a hotel and they have like a rooftop garden like you look at like or a rooftop bar and you look at the areas of the roof that you're not allowed in nine times out of ten it's white gravel right yeah that's true because they know that like and on true. an industrial level they understand that and then so, you think about this paint applied to those roofs which are going up. So on a 90 degree day, they go up to 110 degrees. We're talking about on a 90 degree day, a roof not getting any warmer than 90 degrees. That's amazing. Am I, can I get me some of this paint? Where do I get this paint? I want to paint my house. So Paint my roof. The thing about this paint, it ain't out yet. Ah, typical. It has, it has made it to the Guinness Book of World Records because that's important. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you want to do first. That's your priorities. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to save the planet, the first thing you need to do Get credit for, for it. First thing you do, <laughs> get the paper published. Get second thing paper you do, published. Get Guinness out there. Yeah. Get a picture of yourself in that book next to the guy with the super long, weird, curly uh, uh, <laughs> fingernails. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You want to be next to those two twins on the mopeds? Mm-hmm. You want to be with the fingernail guy? Has you anybody wanna... set a world record since 1914? I have no idea. <laughs> You're often hearing about it, but I only picture those two things. So, sorry, Guinness, get some better records. Um, so the paint isn't out yet, but they are looking, they want to release it. You okay. know, obviously there are things that they're going to have to do. I don't know if there's, uh, if there's an issue with economics yet. Well, do they uh, say how they have created this whitest white like what, yes what procedure is it they have to add you know <laughs> so this is why liquid I silver think, or something insanely expensive <laughs> yeah it's 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 a child's tears uh, and there are ethical, always a there are ethical issues around that yeah so they're working with the stem cell research lab of purdue university to just grow children's <laughs> eyes oh that'll be good nothing yeah. ethical about that yeah could uh, they be t- children's tears of joy you know, I'm going to tell you this. It's a reverse Monsters, Inc. situation. Oh. Where actually the, the tears of sadness have a higher concentration of power. <laughs> uh, and, that's, and they call it that in the paper. They say, unfortunately, it's a reverse Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Uh, no, the things that are making, and this is why I think it is expensive. I haven't looked into this compound yet, but the feature that makes this paint super, super white is a high concentration of barium sulfate. 
which is used in photo paper and cosmetics. And when I think of Ugh. two of the most expensive things I've ever come across in my life. Yeah, photo paper and cosmetics, of course. Yeah. So pricey. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like this might be something that has to be done on like a city level or an industrial level. I don't know. But um, if anybody, if anybody's a chemical engineer, we had some people pop up in, in the Discord a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the, uh, the Stradivarius violin. Yes. We had some people come up, pop up and talk about the uh, chemicals in that. It so was if awesome. you have any idea. Somebody about- also posted a, um, a, a, a follow-up article that somebody wrote about like, why can't we just make more Stradivarius now? Which I thought was fascinating. Good stuff oh, yeah. in that Discord. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's product placement, Holmes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, looking it up, I don't see how much it costs. Uh, but I do see that it's used, uh, it, it also is used medically to help diagnose or find problems in the esophagus, stomach, and bowels. It's mm. got, uh, because it has, it's radiographic contrast. Turns so out basically you ate a bunch like, of photo paper. Shouldn't yeah, basically that. eat some, eat some photo paper and we can look at what's wrong with your tum-tum <laughs> is what it sounds like. Uh, so no, it sounds like this is not an inexpensive thing. Right. Uh, and I, you know, so but, I was looking but dude, at it. It'll pay itself back in, you know, in, in home cooling costs. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you think about a few years ago when, uh, when you, when y'all were living in LA and you put the solar panels on your home, yeah, you got the, you got a tax break because it was like, we know that this is going to help. Right. So if you use this, we will give you this. So it might be something where like businesses use it because they can afford the, outlay first right and they can they can recoup those costs over time and they have the initial funding or it could be something where the government says if you use this sort of paint we can reimburse you x amount or they use it in schools they use it in government buildings right municipal yeah, yeah. Buildings. i mean is this you the know, kind of thing though where, where, they, where they're going to be able to see my my house from space because it's they so already, white they already can baby they know everything no, but I mean, you're doing all the time I don't, I, I, no, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about like, is it, is it going to be so white that it's like, whoa, whose house, whose oh. house is that? You know? Yeah. Like, like shining a, like shining a laser pointer at a, at airplanes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, Pilots we start, just, it's just the whitest dot ever down there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, it is. I mean, it is really reflective. They do say that. But they yeah. don't say that it is. I mean, he's holding it up to a camera. Uh, the the uh, head researcher is holding it up to a camera here in daylight, and he's exposed evenly. The paper is exposed evenly. It's not like shining. It's not like right. it's not like a reflector. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not even like it's not even bouncing light back like a like a white reflector would on set. Yeah. So it's bright and it is reflective and it's more reflective than paint but it's not crazy reflective. And the reason, the other reason why this is great is like when we talk about things like lighter asphalts, um, all asphalt is a problem. Yeah. All even using lighter asphalts helps, but also like asphalt traps sort of, no matter how light it gets, it does trap heat. And then the chemicals that we use to make asphalt are being released into the air no matter what. So well, lighter Luckily, lighter you never have better. Never have children on asphalt, so that's no problem. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nobody's ever walking around on asphalt here in our modern times. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like the asphalt thing is good, but 
this paint could potentially be even better. And of course, one of the easier answers here is just more green areas in cities along sidewalks. Yeah. Just a few more trees every block would be super helpful. More trees equals better. I'm into this paint though, man. I want to I want this right? come to market and I, I wanna I wanna see if it's viable because it, it feels like it feels like magic saw. You know how much, it's very expensive to cool a house. And so expensive. very inefficient to constantly have your air conditioning kicking on and kicking off uh, over the course of a summer. And to be able to to keep the the temperature below the <laughs> it's just wild that a paint could do that. Could keep the yeah. temperature below the ambient temperature in the in the air. That's just uh that chemical seems en- amazing. Chemical engineering and materials engineering, man. So cool. It's, it's alchemy. It's literal, it is literal yeah. alchemy. It's the closest I'm, thing we have. I'm into it. I want this, yeah, I want so, this to happen. Me too. And I do and I do love, you know, as much as as much as we're sort of goofing here, both of these stories, I do love, hey, what's a simple thing we didn't think of? Right. Yes. What do we have the power to change right now? Yeah. Yeah, I get a get a whole bunch of little things, cobble them together. Mm-hmm. I used to love watching. I think I talked to you about this. I used to watch, love watching the Eco Challenge back in the day. They did a new Eco Challenge, and it was a little different. It was a little more game mm-hmm. showy. But the Eco Challenge was all about people uh, going to like Borneo and trying to survive. They had to travel like an insane distance and up over crazy obstacles, and they were canoeing and and hiking and biking, all this crazy stuff. Wow. Anyway, there's they, like adventure racers that did this for a living and they were the best of the best in the world at what they did. And one thing that always stuck with me when I watched the eco challenge is they would in preparation for the eco challenge, they would go over all of the materials that they brought with them because they had to survive for like 17 days with nothing. Right. Right. They're traveling and everything they have, they carry with them. So they would scour all of their clothes, all of the materials that they would bring, and they would just snip off every superfluous bit of fabric material. They would cut off the ends of shoelaces. They would cut off, they would remove zippers. They would take every little bit. Even my friends who like, who just, you know, they're not adventure, eco, whatever, but even my friends who do like long-term hikes or multi-day hikes and things like that. It's always about that, right? It's always about yeah. how do I remove a couple ounces from my pack? How do I find one thing that does three things? Yeah, and, and they show them the end of this process in this episode that always I always remember, the end of this process, the, the, the guy was like, why do you do that? And the person like held up in two hands all the little bits of shit, little detritus that they pulled off of stuff. And they're like, look how much stuff I took off. Like this is like a pound of stuff. Yeah. I would be carrying this with me the whole time if I didn't take it off. And I yeah. kind of feel like that's that's the idea here is, you know, at, at a certain point, a lot of little things add up to something. And would it be better to make billionaires stop being stupid and actually, you know, move the needle in a big way? Yes. But in lieu of that, as we continue to try to put pressure and make that happen, we can cut the little bits off the ends of our shoelaces. And try to make a bunch of little stuff weigh a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. If you want to talk more about this kind of stuff, a great place to do it is in the uh, Memento Mori cha- uh, channel in the Discord. 
that's our channel where we just uh, we think about things like this. We yeah. think about getting a little bit healthier, getting a little bit smarter. What can we do to what are the what are the little changes we can make? Not in a weird productivity guru fucking maximize four hour work week kind of fucking way, but just in a way of like hey, support, be nice. Yes. Yeah, am I being, have I been as mindful? What tiny changes can I make that are going to make uh, my time on this earth a little more pleasant and a little more interesting for me? If you want to check that out, you can get a link to the Discord uh, by joining our Patreon for just a dollar a month or more. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Hi.